And he said, you wouldn't be so absurd as to direct Plan 9. <laughs> and I said, no, but Edward. <laughs> Seriously, though, it wasn't it wasn't as nice and no. whimsical as what happened in the film. No, and, I mean much like uh, most of those stories, it turns uh, out Kubrick was a was a monster as well. Wasn't it? They, no, no, everyone's a monster. Uh, everyone's a monster. Everyone's Everyone. a monster. Everyone is ooh, and the bit of the <laughs> don't look at this monster uh, anyway. Oh, they're a bit rum, <laughs> rum buggers. If you ask me, uh, rum buggers. Ladies and gentlemen, rum buggers, one and all. You're listening to the big damn cast. I am David Tennant's temporarily fledgling movie career, re the Postman Pat era, and I am mm, Rum Punch. Oh, I'd love some Rum Punch. <laughs> oh wow, I actually would like some Rum Punch. Damn, I've barely eaten today, so I'm just I'm hungry for anything. And if that is booze, so be it. Rum Punch just rolls off the tongue. Speaking of rolling off the tongue, hey! uh, we're going to talk about some shit this week. Yeah, we are. Pretty straightforward. Top Oye X. We're going to talk X. about Jessica Oye, Jones Oye, Season 2 Oye. Not in too much detail, because only one of us has seen it. Yeah, only one of us did the reading. Fucking Find yeah, out yeah. who in about Fuck five you, minutes. Yeah, yeah. Matt, it's Matt. Yeah. Matt, Matt's sorry. Uh, but what, something we both saw was Annihilation, the movie that's too clever for international release. <laughs> International theatrical release. Yeah, that's the face. Paramount just wanted to save some money. Yeah, really. that's all they wanted to do. Is they wanted to save. But some we'll money. get to we'll get to that. Um, we'll yeah. get to it. Will, it be, will it be a Cloverfield paradox of sort of event or not? We'll find out. We've not actually swapped thoughts on it yet. So that's going to be no, no. It's going to be live thought swapping. Live dirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be dirt. Plus, for those who wanted to know whether or not we can operate into Hogwarts, we'll be talking about the trailer for the Climbs of Grindelwald. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah we got an email about that, so we have to talk about it. Otherwise, we won't. Bother. <laughs> I think the internet would want us to talk about it. Were it alive today, the internet doesn't know we exist. It's, it's what the internet would have wanted. The, in- the internet, its last wishes were: I want to hear two guys who, one of whom didn't see the first Fantastic Beasts, uh, and neither of whom have any particular affinity for Harry Potter. Talk about the trailer for the Harry Potter spin-off that. No one wanted. All I know is, is I went to the Harry Potter uh, studio tour just over a year ago. It was lovely. It was really cool to have a peek behind the scenes and everything and whatnot. But that was around the time Fantastic Beasts was up for pre-order on digital. Yeah. And I've been out in cinemas for about two months. Yeah. And yet, Fantastic Beasts' uh, breadth uh, within the exhibition was one stand in the foyer with the main character costumes on it. So, you know, like, oh, cool, if you like that film, that's a big deal. Yeah. Just in the foyer. I mean, if you, Billy Hum, hey, popping in and drop off a parcel, you can have a look at Newt Scamander's Grundigs. No. So, uh... <laughs> no <laughs> one's paying to get in and see the Fantastic Beasts. 
But and we'll talk more about it later. But at the same time, this is one. This is Warner Brothers' desperate cry to get back some of them Harry Potter dollars, mate. Oh, I need a franchise. Give us a franchise. For a franchise till the end of the fiscal year. I mean, we're not sure where you spent all the money that you made after making it all on the Harry Potter movies. They spent the it on, on, on the DCU movies. Yeah. They, just, they poured it down the Justice League. Oh, wait, thought. It's like <laughs> eight Harry Potter flicks, three Chris Nolan Batman films. They rake in. All the money. All of it. All of it, mate. And now they've got no money. They've got no money. It's like, where'd you spend it, guy? Just every member of the Warner Brothers production teams at the head offices all just have a really nice couch. Line up all... They've all just bought a really nice couch. Line up every movie they've made in the last five years. (laughs) No, well, that's... that's No, that's unfair, but like... The DCEU stuff has not gone well for them, has no. it? Let's be honest. And similarly with um, Sony, they make the same thing of like, we want a franchise, let's throw anything at the wall. Oh, and... Sony don't know what... They don't know their arse from their elbow. No. Um, but speaking of arses... Hey! And speaking of elbows... Joss Weed. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> Spin the wheel, you'll find out! <laughs> um. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Joss Whedon... Everyone's favourite original showrunner, who turned out to be a bit of a sleazeball, um, is back in the, the news again this week. Last week we were talking about how he's dropped out of Batgirl. But this week, it's because there's been whispers uh, and whisper golds of a Buffy comeback. A comeback of the TV show whisper Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right, aren't they? they were nice. I could go for a whisper gold. Right I now. could kill for a whisper mint. But they've not made them. You fucking monster. Not since the 90s. Whisper... I, I'm not a mint chocolate guy. Great, more for me. You fucking uh, monster. Oh, I just ate another whisper mint! Are you going to be a monster of the week in the revived Buffet? Yes. The mint chocolate like I will be. Well, that's the thing. The, the monsters in Buffy were perfectly, beautifully, subtly done metaphor symbolizations. For of, people who like mint chocolate. Of teenage angst problems like worries around that age things that you feel um i could be considering the characters would all be in their mid-30s now um or, or even near their 40s i could be uh the notion of impending menopause yeah for, for buffy i'd yeah. be like ah i, I am be... a monster who effectively is representing the fact you're going to be going through something rather uncomfortable <laughs> and horrible i soon <laughs> could be the physical embodiment of the notion of failure via an unsuccessful youth and coming to your 30s and going, wow, I've not really achieved anything, but I'm a monster version of it, so I've got skin folds and horns. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little dark there for a second. Um, So, Um, Do we want Buffy to come back? No. I think we covered this last week, didn't we? What brought this about? Was he asked? Um, I I, I saw the headline on, on... because I know it's, in, and it's like, in 21 the past yeah. week, and Nick Brendan, bless him, apparently currently sober, um, did a... Uh, that's not fair, I don't know everything that's going on in his life, but he's gone through some very interesting times. He's, he's had, some, he's had some encounters with the yeah. law. Uh, Nick Brendan, uh, lovely Xander Harris, went on Twitter and did like an impromptu, just like, oh, sorry, I'm going to do a and a Like, tweet at me with this hashtag and I'll answer questions by the next hour. Um, <laughs> Are you sober? No. <laughs> Next question. But he said the rum punch. Um, but, like, it was really sweet. It was like, that's quite cool. He just randomly done a Q&A for the 21st birthday. That's sweet. Considering last year, obviously, it was fanfares or hoy. It's kind of cool that he was like, go on, sod it. There's a buzz around this time of year now for the show. I'll, I'll do a Q&A. Um, 
So I'm guessing that's where this has come from. Maybe someone yeah, spoke to Joss. Been. Maybe oh, he, he, but... he said it, 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 he'll, he'd like to bring it back when the time is right. This could be an extract from the, like one of the interviews last year, and, yeah. and and the websites have just gone. Oh, we'll do a story about that next year. When's the time right? Never. As we discussed last week in our main topic, Buffy was meant to end at the end of season five. We got some, yeah, some excellent work out of season six and seven. That again, spoke we spoke very highly of things like the storyteller and final episode chosen and once more feeling like there are things that were worth the extra couple seasons. But it's like cool. You got to carry on the story in a comic book, which I believe is coming to its end. It's in season twelve now, the comic book, and this is like going to be the last one, probably because Dark Horse just like we're having to pay TV writers. This is expensive. <laughs> Please stop. So also, just is anyone reading it? Is anybody reading it? Is there anybody out there? Um, as far as I'm aware, I mean, for me, I've only read season eight, and I'll. It's one of those where I'm like, when I find season nine, ten, eleven, and twelve in omnibuses, I'll go. All right, I'll pick that up and read it. Listen, so, I didn't care. That omnibuses don't save series. <laughs> Regular issue sales save series. I didn't care enough about the TV show by the end of it to finish watching it. I sure as hell didn't care enough about the property to pick up a goddamn book and read it with my eyes. So, you never... Uh, what's the group from X-Files? The group of conspiracy nutters or whatever. Oh, called. the Long Gunmen. The Long Gunmen. So you never picked up that many series from um, Dark Horse? No. Uh, I did, however... Or the crossover with Turtles, Transformers... Oh, no, I've read... I read that. <laughs> It's kind of weird, but kind it's of fun. It's really strange. Yeah. Conspiracy. But in a way, we just sort of go, okay. Yeah. Like, fair Whatever. enough. Whatever. Um, X-Files Transformers crossover. Yeah. Okay, this oh, works sure. weirdly. That it's implied to be in the present of the Hearts of Steel universe, mm. which is... Um, there, there, there was. I were going to do a line of like Transformers what ifs called evolutions. Yeah, but the only ended, great idea. But they only ended up doing one, mm-hmm. which was Hearts of Steel. Yeah, which is locomotive Autobots team up with John Henry and stop a Decepticon led Second Industrial Revolution. That is freaking genius. And they're all steam trains. That is pretty great. It's fucking weird. I'd read the shit out of that. It's not oh good. So yeah, apparently the the. The X-Files Transformers crossover is set in the modern day of that universe. Um, <laughs> because of course it is. Um, but no, yeah, I mean... With Buffy wrapping yeah. up in comics, it, it just it seems it seems like, there we go, Here's the, for those who wanted more, we've, we've had, by the end of season 12, we've had an extra five seasons of it in comic book form. What more do you want? Like, maybe now it's time to tell the end of the story and I finish ha- it off. I actually want less. I mean, spoiler alert. I actually want there to be less of it. Considering you didn't watch the show to the end, minor spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, Anya's dead. Uh-huh. Spike's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, well, no, because he turned up in Angel after Yes, but the then end Angel uh, ended on a cliffhanger because they didn't know it was going to be cancelled and then they found out right toward the end but decided to leave it on a cliffhanger ending because they thought it was a more satisfying ending to the show tonally overall. Yeah. Because it's with Spike and Angel and a few others about to basically face the forces of hell and then it just cuts to black. And there has the been a comic Angel. continuation of that as well. So I'm not sure. I mean, Spike <laughs> will probably be in that. But all the same, I'm like, Okay, Spike belongs to Angel now. So if you want to bring back Buffy... I mean, obviously they brought it back and they'd be like, we've got to find a way to put Spike and Angel in it, but... Eh. I don't want to watch Buffy... Spangel. 
I don't want to watch Mom Buffy with inevitably like her daughter who's also got Slayer powers or summer. I don't care about that. I don't give a shit. I think what we all do want is something that they tried to get off the ground numerous times since 2001, which was we'd all like to see the Ripper miniseries, which is what they were going to do for forever. Yeah. Which was a story of Rupert Giles back in his times before studying to become a watcher, like when he was the rebellious twat of a teenager that yeah. he was. They were going to do that as a miniseries. Originally, it was going to be a modern day series with him cleaning up something from his past. Yeah. And then it was going to be a series <clears throat> set in the past the BBC... with, with Anthony Head doing like that. There was a modern day thing, so it was like a, a parallel mystery was playing out. Were the BBC involved in that? Or something? Yeah, BBC were going to do it, and then Fox were like, "No, we're going to do it." And it was like, "Okay." And then it was a Fox joint BBC thing, and then Warner Brothers got involved, and eventually it just died a death. Too many cooks. Too, too many, many cooks. cooks. But I'd watch the shit out of that, and I'll tell you for why. That's how you can get away with doing your weird little. You you, you bring back of the show, kind of. Do one season of Ripper. Make it like a five, six season... Five, six episodes... Five, six seasons no, no, no. in one... Se- make it a five, six episode season. Yeah, it's, it's one, it's story one season, but it's a 120 episode order. My God. <laughs> no. But you know what I mean? Like, do God. that. Have it be a story. Set it between modern day, like, Rupert is having to go back and deal with some shit that is direct linkly to his days when he was Ripper and all that stuff, all his rebellious teenage bullshit... And then your PS, your beautiful little weird little PS, is in the last episode, you just have him settle back, like, home. And, of course, home for him is probably wherever they all ended up after Chosen. And that's where you just randomly have a scene where everyone comes around for dinner or something. And you're like, holy fuck, it's all the characters we grew up loving! There they are, they're okay! They're all good! Do you know what I mean? Just that. And then you can go, there you go, everybody. There's your, I wonder where all the characters are at now moment. There they are. There, There's them. But it's not in a way where we've strung it out and told an unnecessary story. It's a cameo from them all in a scene that makes you go, yay, they all still hang out together. This is great. I have a different idea, and I'm going to say that my idea is better. I'm probably going to agree. Hit um, me with it. It's, as you say, yeah, a series about, about, about Rupert Giles mm-hmm. um, and stuff he did in his past. But the twist is that in his past, he was Rupert the Bear. Matt, I'll be honest, the moment you started pitching to me, the look on your face suggested that you weren't taking this seriously. But now you've... <laughs> no, I'm 100% serious. But now that you've actually said what the hell was on your mind when you flashed that cheeky grin because, across this table Because the me. teaser image would just be like Anthony Stewart head with the yellow check scarf. When you opened your mouth to give me this idea, I took the moment to listen to it. I gave you the floor. It's like Christopher Robin. And do you know what I'm going to say to you, Matthew? But Watson? if Christopher Robin was Pooh Bear? Do you know what I'm going to say All to you? All along! Do you know what I'm going to say? What? Shut up and take my money. <laughs> like reverse Christopher now, Robin. <laughs> if only we had some floppy-haired millennial... Who was a, a wizard pitching, but wasn't an absolute shit heel to write a script for it, a spec script. Maybe, maybe the son of a, of a famous filmmaker, um, you know, a, a member of some Hollywood din- dynasty who is is full of, of, of wondrous ideas um, and always 
fails to execute on them and also be a good person and not a garbage human being. But I don't know anyone like that. I've, uh, uh, my memory's gone blank. There's there's one guy who comes to mind, but I think he's been a pussy and hiding on Instagram. So, um... um da 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 satire hey. about the industry. La 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 mince. He's it's been not a... getting to write that third season <laughs> and he doesn't fucking deserve it. It's... Anyway. <laughs> Although I wouldn't be against them hiring someone else to show run it and carrying it on, but whatever. Um, so it's been a good week for Netflix. Yes, it has. Well, it's been a good week for Netflix viewers. I don't know what the figure, what their figures have been like. But they're, they're probably five billion in debt. Yeah, they're very in debt. I think. They're very in debt and yet commissioning more things, which means they either have a very, very long game planned out. The eighth, yeah, of March. Oh, the the the, the previously recorded eighth of March. It's been. It's oh. gone. International Women's Day 2018. Yes. Jessica Jones season two dropped. Yeah. And I was like, why is he dropping on a Thursday? Oh, it's International Women's Day. That makes so much sense. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You haven't. I have not, but I do. You fucker. But I do own a Jessica Jones action figure. You do. And I feel that makes me um, exempt from all criticism. And I, and I am I, I, I am also up to date on the current... Um, Jessica Jones comic book. Comic book, uh, Which is about to hit its final issue, its final Brian Michael Bendis issue. Oh, right. Are they carrying it on after... Uh, after someone else is carrying it on, but good. they haven't okay. announced who yet. I don't, I, don't, oh, I don't know if they're going to carry on with the same series, or... or, or Marvel's got this whole fresh start thing coming up, which we, which we should talk about a bit later, because we've got an email about it. Um, so... Uh, why? Just... Again? Just! Ugh. Just... You do it to yourself, you do. You do it to yourself. Just you. You and no one else. You do it to yourself. Um, Download from iTunes. uh... (laughs) My cover of Radiohead's Just. Um, (laughs) Jessica Jones Season 2 picks up after The Defenders. So no one remembers what happened at that. Um, <laughs> does watching um, does not watching the defenders affect the storyline in any way? Not watching the, defen- the defenders is actually an improvement. <laughs> no, the defenders was all right. It's it just, was all, some it of was it was fine. a bit pants. It was fine. It was fine. It should it have st- even fine. though it was eight episodes. It should still have been less. It should have been four. It just is... been, and just been an extended movie. Yeah, it, you can you can skip the defenders quite happily. It just quickly glance the Wikipedia paragraph yeah. at the end of the description. Nothing from the defenders comes to play in this series. The the ongoing stuff is all dealing with fallout from the last season. Se- um, season Jessica of, Juan. of Jessica Jones. Jessica Cajones. Cajones. The ending with spoilers, I guess. Although at this point, are they really? Um, it came out over two years ago. So it ends. Yeah. Uh, it's it's her. She's killed. Um, Kilgrave, the and put him man, in a the, grave. the man who the man who tortured her, mind controlled her, um, and she's trying to build her life, uh, rebuild her life and her business, uh, uh, Alias Investigations. But she's still drinking a lot, and she's still kind of a piece of shit, <laughs> and she's still struggling with interpersonal relationships, and she's just dealing with stuff, a lot of stuff, so much stuff. Hey, Jessica, um, yeah, what are you thinking about? Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> um, superhero stuff. Uh, <laughs> her, her, her adoptive sister, um, Trish Walker, is pushing 
deeper and deeper Ooh. with her investigation into IGH, the uh, the, the the mysterious Super company, company. organisation yeah. that that uh, gave Jessica her powers, and that's where we kind of open up with season two. It's good. I'm I'm glad to report. It is also emotionally harrowing, and it will hollow you out. That's good. Like I mean, they yeah. did it with Punisher, and it worked like Billio. That it was is... the last Marvel Netflix offering we got, and that was pretty soul destroying in, in a way that were that felt worth it because of the journey it took. It very much carries the same themes of the first season of it being about surviving abuse, uh, uh, both uh, both physical and and mental. And uh, people back putting their lives together, back with that, and the, the the effects that people have on each other in the wake of that, and people's toxic habits, and how they affect other people in their lives, and and how that spirals out. And it's all, it's very much about relationships, both positive and negative, sometimes both, um, and just getting through the day. There's a lot of gaslighting. In this mm. series, there's a lot of people manipulating people, but people not knowing they're being manipulated, and people being told things that they believe but aren't the truth. But the people who are telling them do believe it, or, but they know it's not the truth. It's very. It, people are being people are being emotionally vanilla. People are being emotionally Millie Vanilli all up in the shizzle. Okay. Um, like, you know, it's... <laughs> Look, it's just fucking great. Like, um, without... There's not a great deal to talk about without spoiling it. And I don't... It's, I'm not worried about spoiling it for you, Christopher, because mm. I, I don't value it as a human being. But Also, I, also I did say that I'm probably not going to be able to watch it yeah. properly for a few um, weeks, so go ahead. Fair enough. But, uh, but I, <laughs> I, I don't want... I don't want to... There's not too much to talk about if only one of us has seen it, because... There are some bombshells dropped in this show. It does very much delve into Jessica and uh, Trish's pasts mm. um, and how it shaped what they are today um, and how it informs their relationship with each other going forward and Jessica's relationship with people. And there's some... There are some revelations about people in Jessica's life which... Go down. They go down hard, and some stuff happens. And yeah, don't be looking for a big bad. There's no like okay. overarching big villain. But well, I get mm, the sort of is, but then, but it's not like comic book. It's not. There's like, no Kilgrave character. Yeah, which yeah. Marvel baddies the baddies? Like that's not. It's not no. that straightforward this time. No, it's not like they're not pulling from a rogues gallery of someone. And then because. Jessica Jones doesn't have a rose gallery because she's not that kind of character. What about the purple man? Daredevil villain. Next. <laughs> also, he's dead. Yeah. Like. Or is he? He is. He's dead. Yeah. He's dead. Um, but David Tennant has film scenes for this series, Matt. So what could fans of Kilgrave expect from the series? David Tennant appears in season two of Jessica Jones. That's all you're going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Um. My yeah, it's still. it's really good. Great, great cast. The new additions to the cast are just fabulous. It's a really strong ensemble piece. Um, 
I think every episode, of, uh, the whole season has been directed by female directors, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it feels like a timely show in the in the wake of the Me Too and Times Up movements. Yeah, um, it is very much about abuse and, and empowerment of the victim and the various ways in which people take control of their lives after the abuse has ended. Um, if they do at all, actually. Um, give it a watch. It's great. Just be prepared for some just really harrowing stuff. Um, so less Luke Cage, um, more Punisher. Less Luke Cage, more yeah. Punisher um, in terms of tone. It, it it definitely is a sequel to. It is a very much a second season of Jessica Jones, rather than rather than taking any any influence from anything else. And it's it's fairly disconnected from the other Netflix Marvel stuff, um, and it's fairly disconnected from Marvel stuff as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's mention of the raft. So, oh, okay, the super villain so prison from yeah, Civil War. Yeah, so well, the, the super person prison from Civil War. Yeah, yeah. and there are okay. mention of uh, there they like there's a character in it, a child character who has a Captain America action figure, and I idolizes Captain America. Yeah. So there's that sense of. Do you like, think that's the show's nod to Alias as well? Considering there was a whole story. Yeah, there was a whole Captain yeah. America. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty <laughs> neat. But it's so it's but it's fairly divorced from a lot of that, although. Uh, in the first episode, you do get a sort of appearance from obscure Golden Age character, the Wizard. Really? Or do you? Okay. But right. when you say, mm, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good the way they do it. When they do use stuff from, from the wider Marvel Universe, the way they do it is really smart. Um, so yeah, Jessica <laughs> Jones season two. Give it a watch. Um... Don't expect... Oh, expect a good time, but not a fun time. Damn. I would say... You will enjoy it, you will not have fun. (laughs) You know, I would say that adequately leads us into our next topic, actually. In terms of something that we will have a good time, but not necessarily because you're having a fun time. Uh, Could you possibly be talking about the Alex Garland scripted and directed super cerebral sci-fi movie... Annihilation, starring Natalie Portman and Jennifer Jason Lee and Gina Rodriguez, and, Gina Rodriguez and others. <laughs> Benedict Wong, Salford lad, Benedict Wong. Yeah, Salford's own. There's little eyes. I um, like that. Just the fact that I say that about everybody. Wow, that could sound wrong. Moving on, because it's not what I meant. Um, <laughs> yeah, bless you, shit heel. Yeah, um, in a way. I, Oscar Isaac, Oscar sweet, Isaac, sweet Oscar, sweet beautiful caramel Oscar. Again, I don't mean it like that. I just think he looks like caramel. <coughs> like it'd be delicious, especially with a warm drink. If the smooth, multi. I just thought while I'm taste, digging myself a hole, I may as well fucking bury myself in reverse while I'm down here. If the smooth, <laughs> multi-sweet taste of yeah. liquid caramel was a person, yeah, that would be the personage. Mm. The visage, yes. The 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 sound, the mm. smell, the scent, <laughs> the essence, or as the French say, l'essence de Oscar Isaac. Yeah, uh, he's in this as well. Um, I'll pay a fiver for digging me out of that. <laughs> um, yeah, Annihilation. So it's based on a book trilogy, isn't it? Annihilation. 
Um, so it's called the Southern Reach trilogy. And yeah. oh god, I've got this. Oh man! <laughs> My girlfriend's read them all. I've not. Read yeah, them but it, it's about it's either. about this specific event, this this weird thing, and the people who go to deal with it. And the next one's about just more more stuff about the organization who they, did it. And then they the third flip one's like back and forth. Yeah, I the think. third one's like little stories yeah. set during the time or or based around the plot of the. First this is based thing. on because Alex Garland wrote the script only having read the first book before the other two were published. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is probably best as far as adaptation goes. To some extent. Because it means what you're doing is you've taken the one thing and then you've adapted it to a different yeah. medium without the whole pressure of without what people baggage. think of it, what people's favourite parts are. This ain't starting a franchise, kids. No. This is not part one of a trilogy. No. Um, this is one move. I, there's room for them to do more if they want to. But, but I not, don't think Not based around these people no. or, or their world. It'd be more um, the organisation itself. Quite like the book, really. So Annihilation is basically... There is... There is a, spe- a place called Area X, mm. which is um, basically a big old bubble yeah, that sprouted up somewhere in the in the United States in a fairly um, innocuous sort of seaside. Yeah, area. yeah. It's like, it's sm- there was a small community there, but it's the sort of place um, where people go for a dog walk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, lots of it's a, it's a, it's a rural rural yeah. area. So um, maybe, like, maybe like one sort of neighbourhood, a few local shops and whatnot, yeah. a lighthouse and a beach. It's it's, it's tiny, um, and well, something something lands. Something lands, and this this bubble, this shimmer, mm. starts to expand outwards from um, the lighthouse where the the epicenter of, of whatever happened um, was. But it's incredibly um, gradual as well. Like it's, it's, it's incredibly taking gradual. Its time. But it's this sort of. And it's been there for about. It's been there for at least over a year at this point. Uh, I think they say it's been there for three years. Okay, yeah, yeah. Of course, because um, yeah, the, 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 one of the characters would have entered it just over a year ago and they yeah. were as far as the um, military camp. So, yes. Yes, they keep. Yeah. So, this organisation, the Southern Reach facility, it keeps sending teams into the bubble. Mm-hmm. No one comes out. Aye. Um, so, you probably stop sending teams into the bubble. <laughs> hey! No, because it's expanding. And it's expanding, and I think they 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 say when they, when you first see it, they say in like ten months, mm-hmm. it's gonna be where we're standing now. Yeah. So it is. And then, it is slow. It is, gr- but it is but it's growing. growing. Yeah. Um. And yeah, no one comes back apart from uh, Oscar Isaac's character, the husband of uh, Natalie Portman's L- Lena, who's a biologist at Johns Hopkins. Um. He disappeared a year ago and she didn't know why and then he reappears after a year with with little or no sort of fragmented memory and almost immediately falls horribly ill and they're intercepted by um, Southern Reach uh, personnel on the way to the hospital. He's suffering from multiple organ failure. He can't remember who he is. Uh, he's non-responsive. And bleeding then, internally. Yeah. And, yeah. and then and Lena is introduced to the concept of Area X and ends up joining a team uh, along with um, Jennifer Jason Lee's psychologist, Dr. Ventris, uh, Tessa Thompson's biologist, um, Gina Rodriguez's... Is uh, no, she's... Um, she was security, wasn't she? She's a uh, paramedic. That's it. And there's right, another yes. last whose name I can't remember who plays. I'm gonna a... lock her up because I I also had a moment. She a... plays Shepherd as the character. Yeah, she's a geo, she's not a geologist. A... 
She but, studies fucking whatever. It's uh, Tuva... Surveyor in geology. Tuva not, Novity, uh, Novotny as Cash Shepherd who's Surveyor in Geology. Yeah. yeah. Tuva. What a great name, actually. Tuva. Mm, yeah. But yeah, she's... Um, she uh, uh, Lena joins this team who they quite rightly say like when she's introduced to them she realises they're going in in a week they're being sent yeah. into the Shimmer and she says why and it's like well they've sent the soldiers they've sent several sets of soldiers now they're just sending the scientists like they're, they're just like look no one seems to be coming back everyone's got as good a chance as anyone else we need to obviously minimise minimise the amount of possible casualties so we're not going to send you all in with a big security task force. We're just going to send you in. Because the idea is, isn't it, that they've got a small enough unit that they should hopefully yep. slip in through whatever might be in there uh, relatively unnoticed if they're not lugging around giant chunks of equipment and whatnot. Well, they are all armed, and Natalie mm. Portman's character is ex-military. Yeah. She's very important, because you're probably thinking, if you haven't uh, watched it, why the hell is she joining them? Um, <sighs> but it seems that they all may be in there for various reasons that they've volunteered or, or asked to be assigned to this job that aren't suicidal but self-destructive which is one of the themes yeah. in the movie that annihilation is an apt title yeah this movie mm. is weird the way we've described um, it it sounds kind of like your standard sci-fi creature feature it sort yeah. of sounds like they've got to go in and deal with this shit that's been killing people and make no mistake, inside the sh- in Area X, there is some weird shit going down. Mm. There is some uh, body horror, some straight-up um, creature horror, and some just utter weirdness. Which I mean, the majority seems to believe. For those who are wondering, oh, I'm a bit que- I'm a bit queasy with this sort of stuff, a bit squeamish. Like, there's only really a few moments of explicit. Oh my god! The rest of it is witnessing. Something like that having happened a while yeah. ago. There are two... And what it looks like now. There are and two I don't just moments... mean like decay. It's like, oh, this is different. There are two moments of like, Jesus Christ, mm, that's the... violent. Yeah. Um, and the... Yeah. And then there's some moments of, oh, my imagination's filling in how it's got from there to there yeah. and it's not pleasant you should see the gestures Chris is making they're it's, quite, they're quite wonderful and I, I understand exactly what he means which is look if you've seen any of Alex Garland's directorial <laughs> stuff which is really only ex machina and Dread mm. although not in name yeah because yeah. he basically <laughs> he basically directed Dread but someone else is credited because the, because these financiers didn't want him to direct it um uh and, Poltergeist all over again yeah and if you've seen <laughs> any of the films he's written You'll know that this guy has um, and and um, he's adept at the strange and yes. the, and the and the fantastic and the visually arresting, mm. which is which is a really a hell of a skill for a writer. Like all of his all of his stuff has such a, a, a an important visual element that it could that comes through from his writing that. Um, Really lends itself well to genre stuff like like Annihilation, and uh, this is a gorgeous looking movie. Mm. It's a beautiful looking movie, and also when it goes in for those moments of sort of like Cronenbergian body horror, still strangely beautiful. Mm. And there's some trippy, weird shit going on in this film, and Paramount pushed it 
they sold it to Netflix um, internationally. It's getting a dem- it got a theatrical release in the US. Critics love it. No one saw it. Yeah. No one went to see it. Um, and so it's gone direct to Which Netflix. Which is so odd here. because they have really pushed the they've pushed the star power of it. Yeah. All the posters have been Natalie Portman. But they haven't really pushed it. Yeah, it almost feels like that whole. Yeah. We've not spent a tremendous amount on this, so we're because not going to bother because with they don't have confidence in it. They don't yeah. because it's a lot, it's it's something that a lot of people want. It's it's an original, um, intelligent, uh, thought provoking, uh, slow burning sci fi movie. It's got a female cast. It's got a, a minority representation. But no one goes see it because it's not. I, I have you seen the Red Letter me, review of this? I think I think I was yeah. in before I saw it. <laughs> it's just so I kind of I kind of blurred in and out a bit. So and I, it's just them yeah. talking about like it's it's not a sequel and it's not based on a comic book and it's not part of a franchise. So no one goes to see it, but people keep saying, oh, "We want we want original stories and we want." Um, you know, we want more female characters, but no one goes to see it. You do these things, and no one goes to see them. And it's really good. Yeah. And it's 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 annoying that no one's going to see it because that means that the studio is going to look at it and go, "Oh well, no one went to see it because uh, no, it was full of women, and it wasn't." It, wasn't it a comic almost book sounds movie. like the people who greenlit it and got that ball rolling wanted that. They wanted change. They wanted to prove everyone wrong. Well, prove, Alex, prove, prove the studio's wrong. Alex Garland and, and, and the audience is right. And then along the way, someone else has gone, yeah, not sure about this. Let's just tuck it away over here. Alex Gowden and his producer Scott Rudin had to fight with the studio about this movie. Yeah. Because after the, te- the test screenings apparently went disastrously. Oh. And they wanted him to ch- the studio wanted him to make changes. But Scott Rudin, who had final cut as producer, yeah. was like, nope, this is the movie <laughs> me and Alex wanted to make, and this is what we made. So oh, so you think it's more, we're not it doing more that. of an element of spite, almost? I don't think it's studio. an element of spite. I think, it, I think the studio is genuinely... They genuinely don't know what to do with this film. I know what you do. You put your trailers on TV, you stick your posters in bus shelters, you put it out in the cinemas. That's what you do with it. And you let the audience speak for themselves. It, in the pre-Netflix age, I think this is a movie that will have underperformed simply because they've not really pushed or fanfared, but then would find its audience on home release. It's like, it's, it's like Dread. Do you know what? It's like Dread again. Yeah, it is exactly it's like, like Dread again. again. No one went to see Dread, hit DVD, and everyone was like, this is incredible. No one Holy went to shit. see it. Holy shit. And it, it, made back, it made like four or five times its, its theatre take on DVD in the first six months of being on home release. Yeah. It's like, okay, but the problem is they can't do that with Annihilation because they've sold it to Netflix. Yeah. So they've got one payout for it, effectively, then they'll get a cut of a certain thing. Well, they've got the lot of multiple payouts for it because it's everywhere outside of the US, it's a Netflix release. But it's a little bit in paper territory, mental. I imagine. But yeah, it's... That's mental, man. And it's just, it's just that, in a way, it's great because it means that people, that more people get to see it easier. Yeah. Outside of the US. People who are but... already spending that six ninety nine a month don't spend any extra yeah. to see it. But, but yeah, it means it's not getting that attention at the box office, which it might not have got anyway. But you didn't push it, so you don't know. And it's it's studios failing to get behind these movies, which is causing them to not to uh, to to not perform well, and that's leading for, to the further homogenization of of cinema. Mm. And listen. I like franchises, and I like comic book movies, and I like big dumb action movies. I'm not. 
I'm not going to turn around and go, oh, the movie industry is dying because we just keep doing the same thing over and over again. It's like, n- no, that's fine. That's that's the movie industry boomed throughout the thirties, and all trends. they did was do the same thing all yeah. over and over again. That's... What's that? You want to do a talkie with a few musical numbers? Let's do it. That's yeah. trends in movies. What is it? It's a story set in Hollywood. Yeah, okay, yeah. we'll do another one. The problem is the reason the reason that cinema has a problem is because the prices are going up, mm. and because the prices are going up people are spending less. Because people are spending less, they're being more selective. Because people are being more selective, studios are more afraid to take risks. Because studios are more afraid to take risks, risky movies don't get pushed. So when they do come out, they don't perform how they should. This is a movie that a lot of people should see. This is a movie that should be doing gangbusters at the box office. Because it's great. It is original, and it is smart, and it is clever. It's visually arresting. The soundtrack's Freaking fantastic. And it is important to see women and minorities in front and centre roles. It's a female ensemble. Yeah. And it's just, it feels like it's kind of been swept under the rug and it's a shame because it's really, really great. If you have Netflix, watch Annihilation, watch it twice, watch it four times, put it on in the background while you're doing dishes so the numbers go through the roof and people go, oh wow, people really want this stuff. If you're in the States, go and see it at the cinema. Go and see it again. Don't go see Black Panther again. I know Black Panther's great, but he came out in February. Go and see this instead. Like, it's really good, and I just want it to succeed because I want more stuff like this. Mm. Oh, God, yeah. I also want more stuff like Black Panther, but we're going to get that regardless. So you don't need to worry about that shit. Worry about this shit. The smaller shit. Should we talk some spoilers? Let's dip into spoilers territory. Because, uh, oh my days, does this film go places. It fucking does. Um, so, so skip to the time codes if you don't want to get spoiled for Annihilation. And the less you know going on, the better, I think. Um, you may you may uh, be one of those people who watches it and go, oh, I don't know what's going on. What's the fucking point of the movie? <laughs> Yeah, You're not supposed to know what's going on. You watch it and you find out what's going on <laughs> through the narrative and the interactions of the characters with their environment. Jesus tonight. I'm grabbing that for tea afterwards, actually. Oh. If you guys are sticking around for some Jesus tonight. The, the flesh of the saviour. Like Jesus. I feel like Jesus tonight. Like Jesus tonight. Amen. Jesus. Tonight. So, yeah. Uh, where to begin, really? Um, it is what it is a thinker. It is a thinker. It is, thinker. It is one of those movies where it doesn't. There's a couple of lines in there that are expository, and I wouldn't be surprised if the the um, if the the Benedict Wong stuff was a later edition. I it, it works at the end. You need that set time setting for the ending to work, yeah. like the ending sort of full stop to it all. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was a later edition in the script. Um, because it does take away the jeopardy of Natalie Portman's character to a degree. Yeah, but then they do, they're very they clever also, with that yeah. because the, the way the, the way stuff goes down with the sort of I don't know what to call it the sort of clone of her towards the end, yeah. the mirror of her is like yeah, but what if? Mm, well, because that's the thing that's the insinuation at the end, isn't it? That it's not the clone but her cells well, are she's half, not, her cells are halfway house yeah. like because you already know that she's been changed because mm. she t- takes the blood when she's in area rex it's like oh fuck whatever it's every, in all every, of us yeah and that was what was nice about it is it wasn't an assimilation threat in the traditional sense there was nothing malevolent about no. whatever was going on it was just 
it was a bit for, it was a bit forceful. Yeah. Like at the end with the sort of the clone thing, like I know it was sort of it was mimicking her movements, but it was also like crushing her up against the door. It's the, and it was probably because it wanted her to stay because it was learning. It it's was the doing thematics. what she was doing and learning. It's the thema- Well, yeah. I think she says. I think she says it's mirroring her, but if she hadn't have attacked it, it wouldn't have attacked it her. It wouldn't have attacked her. Yeah, because it was mirroring, and um, it got her sort of destructive tendencies, mm. and it takes her self-destructive tendencies, which is why it lets itself burn. Yeah, at the end, yeah, oh. and and but just... I also like that that slight nod of maybe it's not had to replicate flame really yet. So no. this is the first time, so it's not quite sure what it's doing and with it. it. Just everything burns. Yeah, and it's like, okay, because it, it replicates it. Yeah. And replicating it means everything gets destroyed. So it's like, okay. But at the same time, it's will to do that. The fact that it then does that is has come from her self-destructive nature. It may also come from the fact that she internally is like, I want to destroy all this. This is fucking horrible what it's doing. Now, I've seen enough to know that this is wor- that this is and this is think... worse than it is better to have this thing around. And then she clearly regrets that. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, right, so let's get some Did you cotton on that it wasn't Oscar Isaac at the beginning? I thought it was definitely him, but I was thinking, how do you get out? I how does he get out without the organization getting hold of him? What's I going was thinking on? he was some kind of clone or copy. Oh, okay. Because I added that maybe he'd been he'd been just it was like the amnesia thing, because they touch on that when they first go in briefly that you forget periods of time it, it, it was it's, it's like being in a dream it was for me it was for me it was like the fact that he m- immediately starts bleeding and he's like going to the uh, and I'm like can he not survive outside of Area X because going going mm. going into this enough uh, knowing enough about the, the premise mm. I'm like oh, okay <laughs> but in, in the book he come he comes out and he dies of cancer like oh he dies right away yeah okay um so it's it's not as there there are big deviations from what I know what little I know of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got it all secondhand from Keek, so um, and I am going to read it at some point. It's on my Kindle. It, uh, so, it sounds like the the changes <laughs> to the adaptation were worth it in terms of just telling this coherent story over. Well, again, like over it, now forty five. I mean, Kanisha was pleased by it and she likes the book, so you know it's it's thumbs up. It's it's worked <laughs> as an adaptation in that sense, um, and. Yeah, it's like a lot, like some good adaptations. It's just it, it feels like it was just a jumping off point for Alex Garland to mm. take the themes of it and, and run with it. Um, but it wasn't an official. It wasn't an official. It wasn't a straight up assimilation kind of threat yeah. in the traditional sense of oh, this thing's going to latch onto you and then grow inside you, or these things will turn you into them. Or, yeah, they weren't pod people. Was, yeah, it wasn't it like was, invading the there was like an statues. element of that briefly. You felt kind of felt oh, is this where we're going with yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. But that it's no, it's it's basically like the way that um, cells like split into two, and then they split into two. This was whatever these things were getting a grasp of, or whatever this presence it's... or being was getting a grasp of get a grasp of that idea, and going, what if we put those two together? It's and cancer. then watch them split. Yeah, it's planet cancer. It's planet that's, that's cancer. That's what it is. Yeah, it 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 it's not. It's malignant in terms of its effects, but it's not malicious in its intent, if it even has intent. Yeah. Like, it just there's no, grows. There's no indication at any point that it's sentient. No. Or, or even that it, well, is, it is an it, more so than just something that is naturally occurring based off of what's crashed here. Yeah, I think there are... 
sort of suggestions that it is learning sentience from humanity. What, what it's assimilated. Yeah. In the, particularly the way, in the way it just when it absorbs Ventress and sort of turns into that weird fractal black hole thing and then yeah it, uh, fucking one drop of, of Natalie Portman's blood and it uh, grows a person and like what the fuck is going on <laughs> and like that's that whole like from, from when Ventress sort of explodes into light yeah, yeah. very very everyone's gone to the rapture style um, Lucy thought that when we were watching yeah. it she said this feels like Something like that. It feels like you're about to hear a number station when they're walking around the town. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, see what you mean. Like, um, from from that sort of moment to cutting back to the uh, to Benedict Wong question or not, there's no dialogue. There's no there's no words. Yeah. At all. But so much happens. Yes. And there's so much so much being said about what's happening and what well, Natalie Portman's character's feeling and thinking. Um, and they've, you know, the party is sort of dwindled by that point because, you know, she's the only one left and everyone's sort of died. Cass has been, Cass and Anya were killed by the bear. Oh, the, the God. bear thing. Um, well, Shepard's death, we don't see Shepard, we don't see Shepard's death, but we see no. her corpse. And we, and she's not too badly mauled, like it's taken a bite out of her. Yeah. But then it's left her alone. And it's, it's kind of like, what you see later of that creature, yeah. you assume that, oh, it did take something from her. It, like, took whatever she was thinking at that moment and how she was feeling. It took her voice. And took her voice, but specifically, like, her last words, yeah. which were, help me, because then every noise the bear made it's that, said, help it's me. That mimicry. Oh, but it wasn't like a... Because I've seen a description of that saying, like, it used it to lure them in at the end. It's like... No, I don't think it did. I don't think it I did. I think that's just... It's just the sound. It just took the sound. Because like you say, there's no sort of malicious intent here. So this was obviously a bear that has possibly become like part deer or something as well because it's yeah. got like a deer skull for a face. It's the crocodile with the shark teeth. Shark... Oh, God. That um, it's... Yeah, this is oh, sort of like... The, the flowers that they... Based on what they know, they determine that They've grown into like the shape of a human anatomy and muscle system and everything. Yeah. And that's what they've grown into. So it's not it's not hedge sculptures that, that no. look like people. It's plants that have grown to look like people. Whether that's the case or not, we then see it in reverse. Yeah. When Tessa Thompson's character just walks off and as she's walking away, you can see she's the blooming, plant life yeah. underneath her skin. Well, when, when, and then when Natalie Pumper steps out to find her, she can't see her. Well, but there's loads of those things in the field. It's like... Oh my god, is she just one of them now? Before she walks off, when they're sat down talking, she's pulling the sprouts out of her arms. Yeah, but also she doesn't. she's not scared and she's no. not freaking... No, no. Because whatever's going on in terms of her DNA at that point, she's decided, this is fine. Yeah. I'm okay with this now. And that's even that's where the scary stuff comes in, because you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, like, you're happy and everything, but you're turning into a fucking plant. But it also, it, you know, it sent everyone crazy. It's like mm. when you when you, fe- when you when see you see that first footage. evidence, oh. the footage of, of the team, oh. Oscar Isaac's team, Kane, Kane's team. Uh, yeah, they're vivisecting one of their guys who is still alive, alive and is fine with it. Like he's yeah. sort of he's he's letting them do it. He's not struggling because he knows they're just they're wrong. holding him still because they know it's painful and they're all they're all saying like you're okay, you're okay, and he's like nodding and it's like. But they're all the same cutting a fucking Teletubby chunk out of his belly so they can look at the movement under his skin 
because his intestines are now just kind of moving around. Yeah. Like, tentacles. Like a, like a, yeah, like a, like a squid that's been packed into a bag. He's or like, full of tentacles. Like, it's just like, what? And then they find his corpse exploded all over the fucking wall. Oh my God. And it's like Last of Us style sort of spore growth out yeah. of his corpse. And Well, that was what was nice about this. It was, it was like that pod person, HR Giga style, like growing uh, biological looking surfaces. The pit but, at the end was very giga Yeah, that was very giga I thought. But for the rest of the movie, they choose to do it, mostly through like floral stuff and whatnot, but they choose to do it in a way that is so polar opposite on the colour yeah. scheme. Like it's all vivid, beautiful garden colours. I mean, even the shimmer itself, it's just like a big bubble. Like it has the rainbow shine yeah. to the point where the light going through it when you see the mist at one point, there's a mist coming out of the, the seams like coming out of the forest. And that's got like the rainbow colouring in it because it's just And that's it's the, that's, weird, it's beautiful, even though it's terrifying. That's the thematic thing, it's refracting everything. Yeah. It's refracting light, it's refracting sound, it's the window there's a window DNA. in there. You know when they're in the uh the like the, the, the fire tower yeah. at one point. One of the windows, like the cracks were rainbow. Yeah. It's just sort of it it just plays against what you're seeing because you're horrified still at that point by what's going on. You don't quite get it, but there's been some creature shit and there's been some violence and there's been a guy's intestines moving around and it's just horrible. And yet, look at all the pretty colours, guys. Like, look at all the genuinely pretty... The only thing in there that like wasn't, look at how pretty it is, look at the colours and everything, were our team. They're all like in the yeah. dull military colours and they all look like sweaty and knackered. And it, it, was just, it was just so weirdly refreshing to see that sort of, that trope flipped. Like, we're going to send the good guys in to deal with the evil shit in this area. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what you've done, but... The place they're going looks absolutely stunning. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's still intimidating. It is something new. Mm. It's creating something new, as 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 Lena says later on in the movie. That tape and... reveal. Good oh, God. Yeah. When you see Oscar, like, you see the corpse sat in the lighthouse, which, again, that was beautiful. Like, the whole thing's like that, you know, the white stone and everything. Yeah. And it almost looks carved, like just like vines and creepers going up the side of well, it. Well, I didn't, I didn't see it. For, I, I wasn't sure until you get that shot later on of what is actually a bunch of bones mm-hmm. in front of the lighthouse. Yeah. They look like gravestones, like like crosses. Yeah. But you see them closer up and it's just torsos yeah. hang, like sprouting out of the ground with... But clean. But with, yeah, like um, clean um, white bone. It's just like, the hell? what the fuck is going on? Because it looks like there's overgrowth on the lighthouse, but it's also the same material as the lighthouse now. So is it carved? Was it a plant that then adapted? Wait, what? Okay, but then inside there is the the cross-legged corpse charred up, clearly a big explosion mark around them on the wall, mm-hmm. and the camera, which I call bullshit. Well, not many battery left. Um, <laughs> but no, <yeah>. because <laughs> time is also refracted inside Area X. That's true. Like yeah, because they arrive, then they wake up after having set camp, but they don't remember. They don't remember set, set camp. camp, and based on the food rations, they've been in there possibly four days. Their, so their memory <laughs> is basically the same as the jump cut we see as the audience. Yeah, which is freaky. Um, but and then you see the tape back, and it's Oscar Isaac, and you you know from the moment the recording starts playing, that's him, isn't it? Like you can that's tell his body and who he's talking to. You kind of think he's addressing camera. Like, are you me? Am I you? Like, was that ever the case? Yeah. And he's not sure, and he says, when you like. When you get out, just tell Lena I love her and whatnot. And then he sets off a fucking like phosphor, was it phosphorus, phosphorus grenade, grenade yeah. burns up within a matter of moments. Doesn't even scream. Doesn't even scream. Doesn't even have time to scream. And then 
another Oscar Isaac steps out from behind the camera and goes to turn the camera off. And you're like, what? what? But this one's got like, this one looks like how he obviously looked before he went away. Yeah, it's got like slick hair back, yeah, and yeah. he looks a little less like shaken and, and more clean shaven. So it's obviously, it's looking like how he likes to look. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, like, how does this all work? It's really freaky. Um, but that's great, because you suddenly realise that the one that came out found its way out, because it was like, I must go and spread the invasion, everything like that. It went out because he said, find Lena. And it obviously has a vague knowledge of who Lena is. Yeah. And it's just, ah. Oh. And like at the end, when they, they sort of reunite, kind of, and he's like, are you Lena? But at that point, yeah. you're like, is he asking, is that Lena? Or is he asking, is that the Lena that went in? Yeah. And it is the Lena that went and, in. And she asks him... But she's not entirely the Lena that went in anymore. And she asks him if he's Kane. He's like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I am. I don't think I am. Sorry. I feel like I am, but I don't think I am. And it's like, okay, fair enough. Um, <sighs> it was freaky. Uh, you got any... You got any sort of nitpicks or negatives I, I really didn't like what Jennifer Jason Lee was doing for the first 40 minutes but it makes sense later on it makes sense yeah. later but like her character is is self-destructive because she's basically terminal she's terminal cancer isn't it? Like yeah. she's going to die so she does take this mission because she's like I might die while I'm out there I might not but I'm going to die anyway so I'm going to take the risk and it's obviously it's tearing her apart like you know in every sense of the word but when we first meet her we don't know that so it's on retrospect, it makes sense, but all the same, I was like, "Why is she playing it so flat? What's going on? You can really whip out the crazy. Like, I know yeah. you can inflect and do this, that, and the other. And it seems really odd. It didn't bother um, me so much. I just, I just like seeing Jennifer Jason Lee and things. I think yeah. she's fucking brilliant. It's and true. she's great in this. Tessa Thompson doesn't speak very much in this movie. She doesn't speak she? very much. Well, that's kind of the character. That's, she's that she's is kind of the character. And I think she's. I think again, she's great. Mm. Sort of very. It's nice to see a sort of because she is. In a lot of the stuff you see her in, she's sort of cocky and, and yeah. confident. It's nice to see her sort of a bit more subdued. And, um, yeah, really cool. Uh, Tuva uh, Novotny, uh, Cash Shepherd. Great. Great. Uh, the only sort of character we really get to know a bit more about properly uh, once everything kicks in gear. Because uh, Lena and, and Shepherd have the most dialogue. Um and also the first to die of the group. Yeah, which which was part of the wraparound narration. I didn't mind because that's foreshadowed earlier on. I think it's yeah. like the second bit in the wraparound narration. They're like, do you remember, like, uh, what happened to Shepard? She's like, she died. Do you remember what happened to her? And she's like, no, I don't. And it's yeah. So they were already and, foreshadowing. Oh, that character you kind of like, guys. You're going to see her die. And it's great. There's like so much of of the question. So many of the answers to the questions that, that she's asked are, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I love like, how patient they're being. They don't do they don't do the sort of the obvious kind of thing of him being like, God damn it! Like yeah. answer No, they're just being patient because they understand based on what they've seen. Yeah, you you because, have no cognitive re- recollection. Because presumably he's a scientist. Yeah. And it's it's not a it's not a it's not a case of Oh I need to know so we can no, strike back, hands. damn it. It's just yeah. like I need to know because I'm fascinated by this. Yeah. And it, it, the way it one plays it is almost a sort of joy. In the, um, the discovery, in the discovery of it all, yeah. like especially towards the end, he's sort of like, "What? What is it? What? What did it want? Yeah. What? What was it? What was it like?" And she's like, "I, I don't know." Yeah, so I don't know, what, it, I don't know it, what it was. I don't know what it wanted. I don't know if it wanted anything. Why did it attack you? It didn't. Yeah, I attacked it, and it, it 
did yeah. it back because that's what it was doing. It was learning. It was... Of, of course, for them also, the, the threat, as far as they're aware, is gone because Area X is dissipated by this point. Yeah. Um, although... it, it burns up from within. Yeah. Which is again just a gorgeous visual. The crystal, oh, yeah. crystal trees on the on on the beach bursting into flame, yeah, and collapsing, and collapsing into embers. It's like, oh, what, <laughs> what? That's gorgeous. Um, I did wonder what they were doing with the affair stuff. I was a bit like, hmm, like you're not just this isn't just the character development you've decided to give this character, is it? But then as it goes on, you realise that's why. He oh, took hang the on, mission. that's why he took the mission because yeah. like. Which just adds to it turns her her POV from unwittingly self destructive to suicidal a bit. Like yeah. she realizes that what happened to her husband happened because of her. Yeah, and she starts. Well, you know, it's because of him. But like she blames herself because it's something she did to him. And like that is. Then I was like, okay, I get this. Oh my god, she fucking hates herself even more than I realised! Like, oh my god! And it's, it's just... Yeah. It's so very good. And it just... It's it's haunting. Like, it's one of those yeah. that sticks with you. Because of the visuals and, and the, the, the themes of it. Well. The score! Mm. Oh my days! Like, visual between like, sort of haunting acoustic guitar music that's sort of mournful. And then bizarre sort of electronic... Mm. Screams yeah. like that. The motif that's in the trailer comes into play big towards the end, and like, oh yeah. god, that's terrifying. Yeah, um, it's wonderful. Um, it's really good. I mean, especially for an hour and like without credits, it's like an hour and forty-five minutes. Yeah, definitely worth an hour and forty-five minutes of your time. Yeah. Oh god, go go watch Annihilation. Yeah, if you got Netflix, give it a watch. If you haven't got Netflix, get a month's free trial and give it a watch. Hey. Um, yeah, love it. I don't know, sure. It. It's been a good year for movies so far. It has. Yeah, we haven't had to shit on anything yet, have we? Oh, well. Not that we've seen. If reports did be believed, we might have to shit on Deadpool 2. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that when we get to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy. Right, let's, let's do some emails. It's emails. 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 You never really know what they're going to do next. It's emails. 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 Hello, you big, dank boys. I like your moxie, kid. Boys with an eye. This is from Nervesphere Studios. Hey. Um, this episode just gone has made me have a need to watch X-Files and Buffet. Speaking of Monster of the Week shows, have either of you seen Supernatural? It's actually quite good and I'd like to hear your opinions on it. I've not seen Supernatural. Um, I'm aware of it and the fact that it just refuses to stop. <laughs> But I've just never sat down and, and, and watched any of it. I hear it's good. It's the Resident Evil of TV. I'm not talking yeah. about quality or premise. I just mean that they're all like, we like being paid. Yeah. Let's keep making Let's this. Let's keep making them. Um, <laughs> so, would, yeah, fine. I'd like to see it. Um, I, I, I watched it some season some one when it first aired. It's a neat premise, so I'll, I'll give mm. it that. But it's, I just haven't sat down and watched it. So maybe I'll put that on my list. I'll have to give it a go. List of projects. Um, really cute. On a completely unrelated note, I'm assuming you've heard about the new Marvel Fresh Start reboot thing. Uh, what do you think and which ones are you going to buy? Personally, I'm going to buy Hulk and Spider-Man, or at least I will when the TBPs come out. That is all from me today, dank boy. 
this like, if you can find a list of the stuff that's been announced for the for the Marvel uh, reboot fuck yeah um, I'll, definitely I, give, I'll definitely give Iron Man a go I was going to say that because I want to see what Dan we'll Slot like does with that slot. Box, we do like yeah. a bit of Dan Slot. I'll um, give Spidey a go because I'll be curious as to what the new custodians of Spider-Man have got in store. Who who is considering the, how long Dan Slot's run has been? It's actually kind of daunting. Like Spider-Man's my book. Like Amazing Spider-Man is my yeah. book. But knowing it's a completely new team, I'm like, oh, maybe now's the time I call it a day. Yeah. But no, I'm gonna give it a try because it, which it wouldn't be the case had Dan been on it for say like two, three years, whatever. But because he's been on it for over a decade. My mind is like in that place where I'm like, oh, that thing I like is coming to an end. It's like, no, I need to give the new team a try. I need to give them a go. Let's see if I can find a... All right, so Scotty Young and Nick Klein, writer-artist, are taking over Deadpool. You know, is this the first book Scott, uh, Scotty Young's done for Marvel solely as writer? I don't... I can't remember if he wrote Andrew Rocket Raccoon. Or if he just wrote it. No, you're right. I know he, he did. Wrote, I know he, he did wrote, covers. He did, at least did the first arc because yeah. I got the first issue and that was him. Yeah, he did. He did the art and the thing for that. Oh no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, is this the first one where he he's just written it? I'm interested in that. Scott Young has got a nice, wicked sense of humor. It'd be interesting to see how he tackles Deadpool. Um, Jeff Lemire and Kim Jacinto are doing a century ongoing. Okay, what? Huh? Apparently, the sent. I've not read this Doctor Strange arc, but apparently, the Sentry recently returned in Doctor Strange, um, and Jeff Lemire wants to take the idea of the Void in a different direction than it's gone before. Okay, so it's gonna be a magic book. Yeah. Okay. Possibly. All right, that's, Maybe that's not. Fine. It's just the Sentry, so it might, it might not be magic. It might yeah. just be Superman. Who knows? It might, like be su- it might just be Superman with su- Psycho Superman. Uh, Dan Slott and Valerio Shiti. Are taking over Iron Man. Have Tony seen, Stark, seen, Iron seen, Man. Seen, yeah, I like the rename. Yeah. Have you seen the cover? Yes, I've got the cover oh, in front of me. Yeah. Isn't it? It's, it's nice. It's mm. nice. So yeah, interested to see what that happened. What they do with that? I'm, I'm good. Ah, Doctor Strange, Mark Wade, and Jesus Siaz. Mark Wade on Strange. Mark Wade on Strange. Yeah. I'll give that a go. I will give that a go. I'd dip into that. Um, I'd dip into it. So in yeah, that. Iron Man and Strange definitely have a look at. Uh, Margaret Stoll and Carlos Pacheco are doing The Life of Captain Marvel, which is seems like it's a uh, that's an origin book for Captain Marvel, a Boshback origin book. Wait, uh, Carol Danvers? Yeah. So they're rewriting her origin? It looks like it. Oh, um, Yeah, maybe. I'm running the Wasp, we're getting a five-issue mini from Mark Wade and Javier Garon. I think that's a good way to do it with Ant-Man, really. I think to do an, ev- to do an event book of it's, it's a, it's a five-issue series and it, that's a good shout it's the Scott Lang Ant-Man and the Nadia Pym Wasp oh okay which is the sort of the Hope Van Dyne of the Marvel Six Comics universe yeah. yeah um Nick Spencer and Ryan Otley on Amazing Spider-Man Nick Spencer yeah I'd go for that yeah I'd go for Nick Spencer writing Amazing Spider-Man um I've liked most of his stuff before um so I could what's he done most recently um the thing I um familiar with him from is the Secret Avengers oh shit um, okay not yeah the, not yeah. the Heroic Age one the Marvel Now one yeah yeah the, yeah. with the Hawkeye and, and yeah. Coulson and yeah, stuff yeah. yeah that was that was good that was good um okay. what else has he done I think he's done some X-Men stuff as well that I've liked or not hated at least D- um, he has. I liked it, by which I mean I didn't hate it. What, he also what? popped up. I've recently watched the uh, the Image Comics documentary. 
Okay. That, uh, that's on Amazon Prime, and he's in, he pops up in that. Talking about Image Comics. I should give that a watch, actually. I finally caught up with the toys that made us, by the way. Oh, it's good, isn't it? Very good. It's very good. Very, very good. Um... What it's else? a big product in oh, series. Morning Glories. That's what I know him from. Oh! Yeah. Alright. Morning yeah. Glories. Superior Foes of Spider-Man. <gasps> That's an expenser? Yeah. Fuck, I'm reading. Yeah, I'm reading amazing. Yeah. Superior Foes was brilliant. Superior Foes. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. Because it was just, it was, hey, let's take the C-listers and D-listers and E-listers and F-listers oh, and he... tell a story with them. And it was so good. He co-wrote some of the Avengers stuff with Jonathan Hickman that he then spun out into Avengers World. Oh, okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, so good stuff. Wrote the um, Ant-Man stuff from just before uh, Secret Wars. Oh, so, so the around the time of the Ant-Man yeah. movie coming out. Everybody loves stuff. team-ups and small-time criminal and trial of Ant-Man and all that stuff. Um, Captain America Sam Wilson. Oh, Avengers okay. standoff. So he's been given a lot of arcs and moments. Captain America, Steve Rogers. So he's responsible for the Hydra cap. Ah, uh, oh. So, but I don't know how that turns out. So. Oh, well, Spidey's um, already gone evil, so you have to trust something else. But speaking of Captain America, I now this is a fucking team. Oh, meet artist Little You and writer Tinahisi Coates, fresh off Black Panther, taking oh, over Captain sh- America, and it is Steve Rogers' cap. I'd read the shit out of that. Yeah, I man. wasn't. I wasn't big on the, on not, the Black Panther relaunch, but I think I think it's because at the time I've I was not looking, read I was looking, any Tina Coates, but I've heard great stuff. About I've read it, the I've first two issues. I, at the time, I was looking for something a bit lighter and, and dafter, and it was it was a lot more sort of um, politically heavy and, and stuff. So, but I but again, if you're going to take that kind of like world and a writer's approach to that kind of thing, bring it to the freaking... What's he saying about it? Bring it to the flag-waving patriot boy, do you know what I mean? And and, and mess around with that. Oh, that'd be pretty cool. Lenny you as well, or not? Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. I love that one, it with me neck. Ooh, neck. Uh, Coach wrote an essay for The Atlantic about why he's writing (laughs) Captain America. Uh, It says, those of you who've never read a Captain America comic book or seen him in the Marvel movies would be forgiven for thinking of Captain America as an unblinking mascot for American nationalism. In fact, the best thing about the story of Captain America is the implicit irony. Captain America begins as Steve Rogers, a man with the heart of a god and the body of a wimp. The heart and body are brought into alignment throughout the super soldier serum, which transforms Rogers into a peak human physical specimen. Dubs Captain America, Rogers becomes the personification of his country's egalitarian ideals. An anatomical Horatio Alger who, through sheer grit and the wonders of science, rises to become a national hero. Yeah, I'd read that fucking book. I'm going to read that book. So that's Captain America, Iron Man, Doctor Strange. I'm interested in so far. Um, This is an interesting one. Yes. Al Ewing. Yes. Writing and Joe Bennett drawing The Immortal Hulk number one. I'm surprised they've not used that title before. What's the premise? Bruce is his regular human form during the day. But no matter what happens to him, at night he will transform into the Hulk. Old school then. <clears throat> like old school Hulk. Because that was how it was for the first batch of issues, wasn't it? It was at night he transformed. Bruce can be killed, but the Hulk is immortal and will rise each night to seek vengeance. The Hulk's now a horror comic. What? So wait, so the, the, wait. the cover, the yeah. cover is the Hulk rising out of Bruce Banner's grave. Holy shit! So, because like... Bruce is dead. Oh, when did he die? Uh, Civil War Two. Oh, 
So they're literally. Oh my god! So when I'm when I when I was here thinking, oh, Bruce by day, Hulk by night, I was thinking of the old the original comics thing of like at night he turns into Hulk. No, what you're implying is Bruce Banner is dead, but the genes and all that shit that turn into the Hulk are obviously still awake in some capacity. Okay, that's that could be interesting. It's not going to last long, is it? But it's going to be a fun ride. I think I'm going to check that out just for the premise alone. Is that Al Ewing? Yeah, I loved his work on the Doctor Who comics, so I would. I I like Al Ewing generally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, okay. There's a Cosmic Ghost Rider miniseries. Yay! I'd, I'd, I'd read the shit out of that. As yet untitled, Donny, Co- Donny Cates is writing that. No artist announced. Yeah, but Ooh. a Cosmic Ghost Rider series. I'd read the shit out of that. Matthew Rosenberg and Andy McDonald are writing a multiple man series. Okay. Spinning out of his apparent death in Death of X. Apparently he's not dead. <laughs> and we're going to find out why. Oh, one of them was. Um, one of the multiples wasn't. Or something. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. This I'm definitely going to read after I've caught up on what... Because uh, I'm rereading the, the... I'm catching up on the current run yeah. um, through the Marvel Now stuff. I'm just coming to the end of those trades and I'm going to be jumping on to the next se- segment of it. But this, I'm definitely going to get... Jason Aaron continues his run. Now with that, it's Mike Del Mundo on Thor. Okay. So that's um, one of the few. That's one of the few changes in terms of writing, at least. It's like he's no, no, he's, he's still on there, yeah, yeah, and uh, because he's not finished, he's not finished his story yet. Fair play. He's done his Jane Foster segment, yeah, that's done with now, yeah. Oh, like, honestly, it's ending at the moment, yeah, because the current arc in Mighty Thor is death of Jane Foster, okay, um, and then the Odin son's going to return to the mantle, complete with big golden metal arm, big golden metal arm. Yeah, that's the cover. <laughs> That's a fucking Thor cover. That is right a Thor there. Cover. Uh, what's the premise? <laughs> the artifacts of Asgard have been scattered across the earth, and to reclaim them, Thor will have to face some ugly truths. It's a shit name for a supervillain group. Hey! And the Juggernaut's going to be in it. Oh fuck yes! Um, okay, I'll read that. Tanahisi Coates is continuing on Black Panther with the new number oh, one. Oh, juggling too. And Daniel Acuna is taking over on art. Okay. I really like Daniel Acuna's art. So I'm I'm jazzed for that. I might check that out. I'm gonna have to catch up on um The first run. The first run. Oh Tony yeah. Coates's Um Black Panther. Donny Cates, who I don't know, is pairing up with Ryan Stegman on art. Mm-hmm. I do like Stegman. Venom number one. Is it back to Eddie Brock? I'm assuming it is. <sighs> yeah, it's Lethal Protector. Is that what it's called? No, oh, there's no the story. Yeah, oh, that um, kind of style. In the wake of Shield's collapse, oh, an ancient and primordial evil about Venom? has been awakened beneath the streets of New York, and with it, something equally elite, evil has awakened in that most wicked of web slingers, Venom. Still a lethal protector of the innocents in New York, this never before seen threat could force Venom to relinquish everything it holds dear, including Eddie Brock. Okay. A Venom adventure a thousand years in the making. Don't care. I mean, I, I've followed the Venom comics up until the end of Remender's run. Yeah. Um, and then I think the next step after that was him joining the Guardians, but I dropped off a bit then. And then Venom Space Knight. So I've got quite a lot of Venom to catch up on, but yeah. I just... Ve- Venom's a character I enjoy, but I acknowledge that he's stupid. Which, he's is, why, which right. is why Remender's stuff was so interesting, because it was... Here's a completely different yeah. concept he's for Venom. Here's Flash Thompson and his military living suit. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is different. Um, yeah, th- this only exists because of movies coming out this year. That's the only reason this exists. Yeah. Um, eh. Finally. Yes. 
Jason Aaron once again. Oh, yeah. This time teaming up with Ed McGuinness. Avengers. Yeah, it's Avengers. Like. So are these the only titles? The ones, oh, that, the ones that are part of this. Okay. Yeah. I was um, going to say, I'm not hearing any... Uh, any um, well, I don't know if they're rebooting any all the team up or Fantastic Four or X-Men. Marvel or... Team Up 4 has been has been previewed and there are new Fantastic Four costumes in it. Okay. Um, although only two of the Fantastic Four because the whole the, the plot of Marvel 2 and 1 is that is they're trying to find Ben, ben and Johnny origins. have to go and find the multiverse because they're losing their powers because right. their powers only work if they're united as a unit okay. if they, the longer they're separate the weaker their powers will get is this a new rule yes yeah um, <laughs> I've, I've liked Marvel 2 and 1 so far but so I'm, I'm hoping it goes towards a Fantastic I just love those characters, and I want them to. I want them to finally get some some of their due. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's been so long for since we've seen them properly. So t- it's too long. Um, so this new yeah. this new Avengers team apparently the first act's going to see them going up against the Celestials, and it's going to be Thor, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Captain America, Black Panther, yeah. Iron Man, uh, She Hulk, but. Hulk She-Hulk. Roided out, yeah. yeah. Um, How do I feel about that? Ghost Rider. The, um, the new Ghost Rider. Uh, not, uh, what's he called? Uh, Robbie, Ma- Rodri- Robbie Rodriguez? Yes. Is that right? I think that's his name, yeah. I think it's, yeah. All new Ghost yeah. Rider. Yeah. Um, Ghost Rider! And Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange! And it's Jason Aaron. So, yeah. Okay, on, on writing duty, that's... That's oh, and what strange world-shaking connection exists between the final host and Odin's ancient band of prehistoric Avengers? What? <laughs> that better be glorious dumb fun. It I better mean, be. Jason Aaron has, is doing, has done great stuff on Thor and he did really good stuff with Doctor Strange when they relaunched it post-Secret Wars. Yeah. So those two characters being on this book I can, I can get excited about. Um, and then McGuinness is a great artist. Um, so yeah, I, out of those, interested in Iron Man. Definitely. Yeah. Interested in Spider-Man? Definitely. Um, Captain America, Black Panther, possibly. Uh, I need to read more Tina Hayes Coates writing. Um, definitely Thor. And probably Avengers. Everything else I'm not really asked about. Venom particularly, couldn't care less about. I'm intrigued to see what Scott Young does with Deadpool on script duties. Yeah. Uh, Spidey and Iron Man, yes. I would like to at least read an issue of Immortal Hulk just to see what the hell's going on. Yeah. Um, and now that my mind's in a different place in terms of the sort of stories I want to read, I'd be up for giving the, the Black Panther mini relaunch a go. Um, what's going on in uh, Wakanda yes finally this week yes Tom Monty says dear Christopher and Matthew well he says dear dear Christopher Christopher and Matthew what do you think of that new Fantastic Beast trailer I think it looks like shit (laughs) Tom Monty shortest email he's ever sent us I sense I sense some indignation in this Tom are you (laughs) angry at this trailer Um, I have Little to no opinion about this trailer. Like, I can't eat. This trailer is so bland and uninteresting as to not. It can't even muster up hatred within me. All it can do is sort of be there and sort of roll and things pass before my eyes and I just Newt. go. Oh, now comes oh. the time to pick a side. What? What? I, I already wasn't fussed about the original Fantastic Beasts because I thought it was going to be a gay old romp in 1920s New York 
with a wizard, a muggle, and a bunch of magical beasties on the loose. And this isn't going to be a gay old rom because which, they've already turned around and said they're not going to address Dumbledore's sexuality. Which is weird because you kind of have to touch on it considering the villain is his ex-lover. Like, you kind of have to touch on that. But no. 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 No, because they don't want to frighten away the already God-fearing people who hate the movies because they're about witchcraft. It's just... Oh, if you're going to make a character gay, but you're not going to do anything about it, like... I'm not saying yet, like, you don't have to get all Moffat about it with, like, every line being, oh... I, We're the I'm, thin, fat, yeah. uh, thingy, uh, gay, Anglican couple. Yeah. What else are we supposed to be called? Like, like, and, uh... and, like, but at least, if it's going to be a thing, don't be just, like, in all the interviews, be like, oh, yeah, and this and this and this, and then not actually have any of it in the... Well, especially considering the conflict yeah. is, here is a murderous criminal. It's Wizard Hitler at this point in the Wizard timeline. But also... And we were a thing... Yeah. They, and they I want you to history. help me take him down. Yeah. It's so like, you kind of have you to kinda touch have to address that. it. So, I don't know. It just seems... Because otherwise, like otherwise, what's the point in the story? Like, like it's not like, oh, they don't have to talk about like what they were like as a couple. It's like, they don't have to go into detail. No, but, but it's obviously part it. of the motivation is, look, maybe Dumbledore feels he can appeal to Grindelwald. Yeah. Maybe Dumbledore's like, no, I've, and, see, I've seen him. I know. You know what? He's not a good man. We maybe need to, maybe you know. they're just not talking about it. In Maybe, they're, maybe yeah. they're making it out they're not going to do that in the pre-release, but they actually are. We'll see. Yeah. But I don't think Warner Brothers have the balls, frankly. No. So, fuck them. Uh, I just... It's I odd. fuck Johnny Depp. It's like, can we not see any more Johnny Depp now? I'm fucking done with Johnny Depp. He's run his career into the ground. He beat his wife. Could we just let him go? Let him go. Remember him as he was, not as he is. Fuck Johnny Depp. Also, in the last one, the character played by Colin Farrell turned out in the end to be Grindelwald in disguise. And he turns... Which in which in that film is pointless. Because in that movie, I just wanted a magical romp with, like I said, a wizard and a muggle. Yeah. Quirky wizard and a fun muggle trying to put all these wacky animals away that had escaped that's not what the first movie was about that was like two scenes of the first movie the rest of it was all this political intrigue and this this apparent setup that's going on in the wizarding world and blah blah basically the whole movie was leading into a hey it's a series hey it's gonna yeah. be about it's gonna be about this stuff instead but i don't think but they knew colin what they were gonna do well colin Farrell, well i think they i think they were planning to oh no before the first one just before the first one came out they confirmed that there was going to be five Fuck a dog. Yeah. Um, because Warner Brothers don't have, a, don't have a franchise that is good. So they just hope that this will work. But but Colin Farrell plays a character throughout who's, who's like the, the guy at the, the Wizarding Council or whatever who's been sent to deal with Newt's thing and figure out what's going on. There's also this creature, this, I can't remember what it's called now, but it's like this black smoke thing that's been, you know, apparently killing people and whatnot. La la la. And he's meant to be tracking that down and he thinks it's linked to this. But then at the end you realise, no, he's been trying to frame them on purpose because he's been doing it all from behind the scene because he's Grindelwald who the movie only actually discusses in a newspaper clipping in the opening credits and then is brought up briefly during a council meeting, which is why when the movie ends with, oh, it was him all along. It's like, and? Mm. I'm sorry, I'm not on Pottermore every day. I don't understand who this is. What's going on? Like, yeah. it just was, but the, you were meant to obviously go, oh my God, it's him. And it's played by Johnny Depp. This is a shot. It's but them, it's like but the problem was Colin Farrell was so good. Yeah. That I'm like, yeah, forget the disguise making you look like Colin Farrell, but he's really Johnny Depp. Just change Colin Farrell's appearance slightly and have him play the part, please. But no, Johnny Depp. He's a bankable star. That they're going to get pulled up on. Oh, wait, they did. Um, I just, it's... It's uh, just not good. I don't it? give a shit. And, and spoiler alert for Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. The Muggle character, I can't remember his name now, but he was the only character I really liked in it. 
um, sort of sacrifices his memories of what happened because it's, it needs to, because that's how, how it goes down. Like the Muggles are meant to forget, so he steps out into the thingy, the rain that washes away all the memories and this, that, and the other. And it's all played up as like, oh my god, this is really sad. Like it's the Don and Noble thing of like, thank you so much for everything you've done, but you, you have to forget this and we're never going to forget you. And he's like, well, I'm going to forget you. you know, it's, it's like, this is kind of sad. And then off he goes, and then he's making his pastries at the end in his patisserie, and he's making them look like little dragons and stuff, and you get the idea that, oh, part of it's obviously stuck with him, because, you know, but then his wizardy girlfriend lady from the film goes to visit him, and you know the implication is she's going to make him go, hi, I'm just going to re remind you about everything. There he is in the trailer for this, so what was the point of that emotional weight? It's the Moffat of... Um, the Moffat the, It's the Moffat of the Wizarding World. Now, I won't, I won't deny... Kind of cool seeing Hogwarts in the opening shot of the trailer because you suddenly go, oh, yay, that's a place we like being. That's cool. Yeah. And you see the Defence Against the Dark Arts room and it's like, oh, I bet they shot this at the studio tour. And that's <laughs> kind of cool. Um, that's what they kept it around for. And 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 uh, Jude Law is the way he's speaking as as Albus Dumbledore sounds hey, like... I like Jude Law. Yeah, and it I, sounds like he's sort of playing with the... Did he beat his wife as well? Please tell me he didn't no. beat his wife. No, but it sounds like he. Good. It sounds like he's playing with his his uh, his intonations and everything in a way that's similar to sort of Gambon's, which is nice because it's a little bit of yeah, it's definitely the same character. Gambon, um, uh, and whatnot, and Eddie fucking Redmond in it again, and <laughs> Eddie fucking Redmond. Yeah, <laughs> talented guy, but Newt Scamander, the way he performed that role, right even down to the look, said to me that he was just watching cable TV in an American hotel at some point last year. Uh, not last year like a year before the film, and he just caught a Matt Smith episode of Doctor Who and went, oh, I'll just do that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. really odd. It's just, just like, fuck Ugh. off, Eddie. Like, um, and again, like, <laughs> no, Commander, don't, based don't. on what we knew from Newt's Commander before, all this bullshit, is he was a quirky individual who fucking toured the magical world documenting all the creatures so he could write a comprehensive guide on them. He's not a secret agent for a proto-version of Dumbledore's army. Like, it's a secret history of the Harry uh, Potter universe. And the internet went nuts yesterday when the trailer came out because what's on the first shots? It's Hogwarts, it's all peaceful. And then some of the uh, ministry appear on the bridge and start walking up to the grounds. They just, whoosh, they apparate. Pretty strict rule in the books and in the films you cannot apparate into or out of Hogwarts grounds. It's, it's that... completely... No, it's completely... Not as a rule, it's impossible to do. That's why Voldemort's lot rock up. Like, they march there for the final Is one. that not something that gets... Only The only people who could do it are house elves. Is that not something that gets introduced after the... the... extract from uh, the book that's quoted in one of the books is that it is Hogwarts... You've never... It's never been possible to apparate okay. into or out of Hogwarts. Uh, now they could change that. J.K. Rowling has written the script. Hey, she's writing it. So. It could be a retcon. It could be no. no like you're going to see the reason why. And some people have said maybe the Ministry have different privileges, but no. Like you know, bloody um, Fudge goes shows up. Fudge. You no, know, is Fudge. He shows up a couple of times in Harry Potter stories. And he, he arrives. Isn't he it great when this when this series tries to get serious and then characters have names like Cornelius Fudge? Well, it's the series' fault for deciding it's for grizzly. Um, like emo teens the more it goes say on. Dumbledore say Dumbledore seriously I, I double dare you to say dare Dumbledore you. motherfucker oh, God. I couldn't give a shit about this movie but I'm probably going to end up seeing it because Lou Lou didn't love the first but she enjoyed it enough that she's like yeah I'd go see another one so I'm probably going to end up seeing it I would rather just rewatch Prisoner of Azkaban again because that's pretty great you're pretty fucked great Johnny movie. Depp 
I'm not fucking Johnny Depp. Just fuck that guy. I'm seeing him live in a few months. How do you feel about see Hollywood that? vampires. I don't know. I find it weird with the old Johnny Depp thing because I'm like, we don't know everything, but we we've seen enough. enough to know that there's some horrible shit going down. You need to either address it head on and at least acknowledge that you've done wrong or address it head on and be like, okay, everybody, here's some stuff you've not been told. See, it's not as bad as you thought, but I've stayed quiet because this is a sensitive subject. I didn't want it to be out in the open. Or he needs to be like, yeah, I'm going to stop now. But to be honest, I'm mostly going to see Hollywood vampires because I want to see Alice Cooper and Joe Perry. So there we go. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but I am like on the third row uh, for the stand-in. So if you want me to throw some at Johnny Depp, I will happily do so. Yeah, throw his phone at him. How do you like that, Johnny? Not how do you sure. like it when it's your phone? Not sure how I'm going to get it off of him, but I'll try. I'll try. We can all but try. Just like you can try to get in touch. BigDamnContact at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at BigDamnCast any times you like. Uh, if you don't get an immediate response to any of your emails in the coming weeks, don't worry. We're not ignoring you. It's just things are about to get wibbly-wobbly, squibbly-wibbly. Because I'm off to Lincoln again to do more theatre. Uh, we don't know what our setup's like as of yet, so... I'm not off to to Lincoln to do anything. He's on house arrest. Yeah. I've got a, I've got an ankle bracelet and everything. He does. In fact, how did you get here today? Um, did you jimmy it open? I, I got Turk to, to, to modify it for me. You got to, wait, What? 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 You got Turk to modify it for yeah. you? What? You can turn it off and on and what? on. What? What does that even mean? And on again. You know, like he does in Daredevil season... Oh, that Turk. That Turk. I thought you meant from Scrubs. Not, not just a Turk. I thought you from Scrubs. No, or not, from Tarzan. Not just the Turkish man from down the pub who runs the kebab shop. Not that guy. He's a lovely man, though. He is a lovely man. Now you've said you? that, do you want to go get a falafel? Shwama. Shwama? Shwama. Hey, Shwama. Shwama? I barely knew her. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Fuck Johnny Depp. Just not gently. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs>